from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Big thanks to Chad LaRose for joining us in the last segment, along with cameo appearances of Jesse Bolleries, Mike Commodore, Steve Rice. Cameos good. were the best part. The Yeah, the cameos were definitely the best part. I was like, clearly somebody. the explanation at the end. Well, we're in an Uber together. Oh, okay. that makes total sense. That makes total I. I'm glad I'm glad that Jesse Bullaries was in the car with Chad LaRose because for some of the newer Canes fans, they might not know this, but back in the days where you needed a tough guy, Jesse Bullaries made people feel some type of way. I, I don't know how else to explain it other than he made people feel some type of way. He has a hive. So I'm not surprised that people are excited to go get his autograph at the Fan Fest, which is going on right now. We'll check in with Promo Steven in about 30 minutes or so. See how he's doing. See where he is in the line for the Stanley Cup. Speaking of which, because people are literally getting in line to have their picture taken with the Stanley Cup, we feel tomorrow while we're out at the truly pregame tailgate, whatever it's called, starting up our broadcast at 4 o'clock, leading you up to an hour-long edition of Stormwatch with Adam Gold at 7 o'clock. Adam gets to do the show from rinkside. The radio broadcast position is rinkside. So Gold gets to hang out next to the ice. Very cool. That's badass. It might be some of the best seats we've we've ever got to an experience. And that's that's saying something because he actually watched one of the worst Final Four games ever with UConn from a pretty good seat too. Anyway, point being, we're going to be out there. We're going to have a great time. And what do you think, Joe? Should we bring an Arctic Tumbler to our broadcast location tomorrow so that people can have their picture taken with, with the tumbler with the tumbler yes because it's just as coveted should we spray paint it silver <laughs> no, no no okay Nah, not not to the white tumbler because that's a clean look dude okay that's a clean just, clean just asking should we etch our names into it that's the question <laughs> all i know is that i want my name on the stanley cup and ass man next to it because that's actually a thing on the Stanley Cup. That's how they would say assistant manager. That's when, the, when there was, there's a position called assistant manager. So on the Stanley Cup, there's somebody that is an ass man. I love it. Because there's only so much space on a Stanley Cup. Right, right. Dennis, don't believe me? Go look it up. There's an ass man. No, I believe it. On I'm the just, Stanley I, Cup. I, I'm just thinking, do I play Billy Gunn's theme music now? <laughs> Got the note. There's no lipstick on the little unitard like Mr. Ass, though. Is he still with us, by the way? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that well, we were we were okay with that, regardless. We'll check in with Chris Lee in the WRL-TV5 newsroom in a little bit. Bomani Jones, ESPN, Game Theory, and HBO, new episode tonight. We'll catch up with him as well. And we do have the OG mixtape coming up. We're done with the Valentine's Day. We're going to go with a Frozen theme. Coming up at 445 for the OG mixtape, we got Jason Aldean tickets to give you. So I was I was thinking about this. I, I did a I did a radio hit with Kyle Bailey, who does afternoons on WFNZ in Charlotte. And he called up like, hey man, you got a couple minutes to talk about the stadium series game and how people are hyped up with the canes and everything else. I'm like, yeah, man. And I had read Luke DeCock's column about something that was 20 years in the making. And he's right. Luke was right when he said, we used to joke about these things, right? You, you were around the team 
in those early days, Joe. And when they started the Heritage Classics and, you know, they're taking outdoor hockey to some iconic spots, what was the joke? Yeah. Okay, oh, oh, let's do it at Carter-Finley Stadium. Wouldn't that be funny? It's literally right across the street. Wouldn't it happen? Nobody really believed it was going to happen. But as I told as I told Kyle, because it kind of piggybacks off an article that's been making the rounds on a website called The Assembly. Eric Frederick uh, was the was the author of that article. He's a former NNO guy. Do you know Eric? Yeah, of course. Okay, you know Eric. That's what I thought. So he writes this column about the differences between David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, and Tom Dundon, the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, and how the trajectory of the two franchises that were purchased in 2018 have been a little bit different. You know, here you got a Stanley Cup window, a stadium series, the building sold out, whereas Tepper just fired the coach he threw a lot of money at, and they're rebooting, and we'll see where they go from there, and just kind of highlighting why how one guy gets it and one guy doesn't, et cetera, et cetera. And I told Kyle this, and I think you would agree with me on this, Joe. It's not – we have to be honest about some of the fortunate breaks that Dundon has had as an owner of the Carolina Hurricanes. Mainly, he's had Rod Brindamore as the head coach. There is no such thing for the Carolina Panthers or to get as lucky as having a guy that can instill a culture as quickly as Rod Brindamore did with the Carolina Hurricanes when he took over – for a very disastrous Bill Peters era of the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, you do have to give Tom Dundon credit, though. Of he course. hired Rod Brendamore. Mm-hmm. Particularly when you're on the staff of a different coach, you might just say, I'm getting rid of everybody. And Brendamore was on Bill Peters' staff, so you're like, well, I don't want anybody. Because how, how do we look at coaches in the NFL in mm-hmm. particular, right? Oh, well, they worked for Bill Belichick. I mean, they must be just like Bill Belichick. Right. Right? Right. And it can go the other way, too. Like, oh, you you worked for a bad person. Well, then you must be a bad person. Mm-hmm. And Tom Dundon had the foresight and the ability to separate Brenda Moore from Bill Peters. So, you know, you have to give him credit for that. So I don't know if it's just Brenda Moore. I think Don Waddell ha- has made a big difference yes, as has. well. I-, I think they've done some things. Obviously, Tom Dundon is, has invested in the team, too, in the scouting department mm-hmm. and, and in the building itself the whole the whole argument so, from tom dundon it's I, it's a thing that i've i've had my there have been some ups and downs with it but yeah dundon's overall point if you put a winning product on the ice people are going to show yes. up and they'll look past some other things that's that's played out to be true and i give him credit for that i will also say this in for tom dundon now peter carmanos wasn't here mm-hmm. he, he was not he never really had a local presence mm-hmm. he stayed here he kept the team here he believed in this market all of those things are true yeah but he was never uh, he, he never wanted to be here himself he didn't bring his business here he didn't stay here he he, he was a season ticket holder for the columbus blue jackets he and he owned the hurricanes mm-hmm. and he i you pretty sure we can look it up but he went to more blue jackets games than he did for his own team. Yeah. Never mind Detroit, where he, where his business was. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I and think where he had youth hockey too. Yeah, and I I just think Tom has picked a lot of low hanging fruit to his credit. And I don't f- know if the situation where Tepper was in with Jerry Richardson, also a problematic person, it, under dire circumstances. You you but it's the NFL, so you start thinking, well, how much do I really have to tinker? Yeah. Right. Because it's the NFL, and financially you're in a situation where you feel like financially you don't have to tinker. Uh, but while while he did tinker with the coaching staff and probably made some decisions that you know he have cost him. So 
I, I joked because uh, John Dresher had sent me a message. It was at the assembly now about the article. And I said, well, I can tell you the difference between David Tepper and Tom Dundon. Tom Dundon will come on this program. Exactly. And, and exchange exactly. thoughts with us it's... in a way that is productive, even though we might not be obsequious. Yep. Whereas David Tepper, I'm never going to call you Mr. Tepper, first of all. And second of all, you just answer questions. Yes. That's all. And you know what? You look a thousand times better when you will talk with somebody who doesn't just sit there and mm-hmm. tell you how great you are. So that's what I told Kyle. I said, we can get into the ins and outs of um, breaks, culture, differences between the NHL and the NFL, to your point. In the NFL, it, it, it doesn't really take a lot of science to to get ratings okay you don't right. have to re, you don't have to reinvent yourself like the other leagues are doing people just watch the nfl i i gave the i gave an anecdote that's worth bringing up here to illustrate the biggest point let's go back to the season opener this this year the season opener we were doing the show outside of pnc arena and tom dundon sat down with us and you and i gave him a hard time about beer like come on man you're raising prices on storm brew like five bucks it was five bucks like, I know how much it costs to make beer. Like, you're still making money off of that. He's like, nah, raising it to seven fifty. He's like, that's still cheap. He brought up the fact that it's still the cheapest beer around. It's the cheapest beer in the building by a good $3. Uh, and he had a perfect line for me when I said, well, I'm, I might not be inclined to drink as many Storm Brews if it's seven fifty. And he goes, good. You'll be safe driving home. I'm like, damn it. Damn it. You got me. But the point is, he sat down, he engaged, he answered questions, and he'll even be straight up. You might not agree with me, and that's fine. And what do you say? As long as it's factually accurate, we're good. We also gave him a chance to clean up some of those facts. And he did. And he did. So why it's not can't, hard, man. It's not hard. It's not hard. But for David Tepper, it's hard. He wants to pick fights with a columnist in Charlotte. He wants to say, Tom Dunnan will never say, I brought music to the triangle. Okay. Like, that'll never happen. Because to your point, it's about telling you how great I am and all these other things. And that's what NFL owners love to do. Maybe it's a difference about the... Because we got to remember, not all billionaires are the same. No. Not no, all billionaires not. are the same. There's little B billionaires, and there's big B billionaires. David Tepper's a big B billionaire that paid straight cash for the Carolina Panthers. So maybe that might have something to do with it as well. Long story short, I do give Dunning credit because he does make himself available He'll answer questions. He'll engage. David Tepper goes MIA, and you're not going to endear yourself to a fan base. And maybe Tepper feels he doesn't have to because it's the NFL, and people are going to show up one way or the other. It's the OG. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Ovias. My most controversial take will be that the Carolina Hurricanes have actually provided the most memorable, if not most impactful, pro sports moments in the state of North Carolina. And I'm not even just talking about Winning a Stanley Cup, winning a professional championship, something that the Carolina Panthers have not done, something that the Charlotte Hornets have not done, and don't look anywhere close to doing that soon, okay? <laughs> Happy birthday, Michael Jordan. But in terms of... Prof- I mean, it's every day, Michael Jordan day I know, now. What, I know. What are I we know. doing? It's, it's dumb. It's dumb. We just did 2-3-2-3. Two, three, two, three. Like, come on. Like it's, like it's like saying, oh, may the fourth be with you. Every day is Star Wars day on the internet, y'all. Every day. Okay. Point being, give me a professional franchise in the state of North Carolina, regardless of how you feel about hockey, that has provided as many impactful moments as the Carolina Hurricanes. From two Stanley Cup runs, winning one, things like the All-Star game, and now a stadium series. 
Who's to say that Tom Dundon, looking into the future, doesn't want to try to partner up with David Tepper and bring a stadium series game to Bank of America Stadium? Why did, You can bring it to another spot in North Carolina. They are the Carolina Hurricanes. Just something to consider in the future. Career-driven individuals ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info sps. Your journey begins here. I just want to know why Dennis hasn't uh, put Chris Lee on skates yet. All that culture state content, you haven't put your man on skates? We actually had talked about this earlier today. So this The is man actually... who's literally flipped you, you haven't put him on skates? So here's here's what we're going to do. We're actually probably going to film content of me teaching him how to skate. Okay, yeah. All right? But then he's also going to teach me some wrestling stuff. Okay, like actually get go. in a ring, take some bumps, there you things go. like that. So we're, we're going gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna train each other a little bit. Very cool. All right, quick uh, news while we uh, wait for Bomani Jones, ESPN. Dave Doran receives contract extension. Now, Joe, look, man, I'm not trying to be an ass when I say this, but is this just the announcement of a contract extension we kind of heard about, or is this like an actual contract extension news? I feel like Dave Doran's always in the works of a contract extension. No, this is a one-year extension. This is new. Oh, so so okay, so he he got he got the I've been here a long time head coach extension. Like Mac Brown got a contract extension, and I'm like, oh, what is it? It's just a year. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it goes through the 27 season now. Okay, it probably has to do with the number of years remaining. So when you go and recruit, you yes. say, I'm here. Right, not going anywhere. And no, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I just wanted to make clear and what the context is here with these contract extensions. Because yes, college coaches get these all the time. The don't negatively recruit against me. I'm here for the next five to six years. Like, do I expect Mac Brown to see the end of his contract at North Carolina as it's currently constructed? No, I don't. We'll see what happens with Dave Dorn. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, it's Bomani Jones. Game Theory tonight, HBO, and Right Time is a podcast on ESPN. Bomani, what's up, man? Doing all right, man. What's going on? So I, I, why are you not at the Stadium Series game? I feel like you were <laughs> crucial to the the promotion of the Carolina Hurricanes back in the day. While I agree with you, I do have to say <laughs> that I'm not going to All-Star Weekend but if I skipped out on All-Star Weekend to go to the Stadium Series, I think there's a lot of places I might not be able to come back. <laughs> I think you would be championed. I think you you get uh, Jim Rutherford uh, would welcome you. You're like, see? You see, Bo? Now we're playing hockey in this football building, man. Who would have thought, right? Yeah, that that would have been very interesting. I hate that I never actually got to meet, um, as he was so commonly referred, uh, Mr. Rutherford. Of course. I never heard. That he was always Mr. Rutherford. I was like, that man must have made respect. <laughs> he did have a strong hand when it came to um, contract negotiations and trades. You mentioned All-Star Weekend, and I feel like we kind of gl- glossed over it um, because of all the things that were going on with LeBron James and the, and the scoring record and everything else. But I do feel like the trade deadline, NHL trade deadline's coming down the pipe. But the NBA trade deadline certainly reset the table where people might be interested in things post All Star break for the NBA, like actual storylines in a pretty tough West. 
Well, I actually think that the timing works out very well with them with the trade when the trade deadline falls during Super Bowl week. Like we talked about before, man. Like mm-hmm. we don't wall the wall the Super Bowl all week, like on radio and stuff like that, in the ways that we did before. Because um, there's just so much stuff that's going on, and I don't think people necessarily want to overload on the Super Bowl the same way. So the NBA had a giant Kevin Durant trade two days, like three days before the Super Bowl. And the Lakers made moves that made them look like a reasonably decent basketball team again. Um, there's so much that's happening there. Nobody has any idea who's going to win the West. You've got two teams in the East that people want to see square off when they get to the end. Like, I think by the time the playoffs really get humming, this is going to go down as a great year for the NBA. Bobani Jones, the right time, HBO, you name it, ESPN. He's throwing them out of your potline. That's CNN. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. You name it, Bo. Is there, but I, I I was thinking of a conversation that we had. I believe it was after, after I think it was after last football season. We were talking about Patrick Mahomes, and could he do this without Andy Reid? And I kind of wanted to revisit that conversation and just because Joe calls me a hater because I don't want to no, no, give no, Patrick. No, no. You said without Tyreek Hill, not Andy Reid. No, no, no. Uh, but I'm, we our conversation with Bo oh, okay. was about could Patrick Mahomes if like if he was on the Detroit Lions, would he yeah. win the Super Bowl? Gotcha, gotcha. Right. And Bo was like, "This guy—he's a Jordan-esque type player." So I'm curious now because, of course, we have to reframe Patrick Mahomes and all of these great moments. But when you watch the Super Bowl, who who did you assign the primary responsibility for winning that football game to? Well, this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming. And his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Okay. It was just whether or not Patrick Mahomes on one leg could win the Super Bowl. I mean, it was going to come down to quarterbacks, really. Uh, and Jalen Hurts, who played an incredible game, that honestly would have been a legendary Super Bowl performance if they won. Except Jordan was over there. He had one of the flu games. <laughs> and the, the conversation I had with 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 Joe, it's I find it curious when we want to add context to how quarterbacks have their rings, right? Um, you know, let's if even if you take Tom Brady, the outlier who has seven Super Bowl rings, do we assign every one of those Super Bowl ring Super Bowl rings to Tom Brady? No, but at the end, he gets credit for it. And we can't contextualize, oh, well, you know, uh, the offensive line did a great job of keeping him clean, which they did. The defense decided a lot of what was going on down the stretch. There was a penalty. Look, even Tom Brady got breaks. So we got to do the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. Many breaks. Yeah, I know. I know. People just don't want to believe that somebody can be this good. Like, that's the only reasonable assumption that I can make about it. But the – the idea of could he win a Super Bowl without Andy Reid as if Andy Reid won all these Super Bowls without Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Right? Like, that should be if, – if there's a question of who can win without the other, it's the guy that had a 20-something-year track record of doing of playing without Patrick Mahomes. And, by the way, prime Donovan McNabb yeah. was a problem, mm-hmm. okay? A problem. This dude is two tiers ahead of that. Ahead of that. I think Andy Reid's track record, though, to me anyway, you look at Michael Vick, and he was he was coming out of off a suspension and some, I mean, not in jail. Did they win the Super Bowl? No, they did not win the Super Bowl. Okay, well, there we go. But the question was, could 
like, is Patrick Mahomes winning the Super Bowl without Andy Reid? Joe, look at that guy. That, like, the coach certainly helps. Like, we're not pretending as though having a great offensive mind doesn't help or whatever happened in that year where he was a rookie and they tightened up some of the mechanics stuff that made it such that he could slip to a 10 or whatever it was that he went in the draft. But could he win a Super Bowl without Andy Reid? I mean, who's the alternative? Like, could he win a Super Bowl with Sean Payton? I bet he could. Sure. You know what sure. I mean? Like, yeah. who's the other guy? Bill Belichick. Oh, God. Bill Belichick. <laughs> Would, I can't think of all, everything Bill Belichick would give up. Chad Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> he he would give up his own son. Sorry, guys. You you got to well, go. I guess he, I just get frustrated by that. You mentioned Hurts. I actually thought Hurts was better than Mahomes in the game. I, I thought the two touchdown passes that were thrown were to wide open players on beautifully schemed plays. Uh, to your point, Mahomes played a great game after injuring his ankle. I just thought the other quarterback was better, and I thought there were other reasons why they won the football game, but Joe has pointed out, why there is some flaw in that thinking. He had one incompletion in the second mm. half. Right. No, I'm yeah. not saying he was bad. I'm not saying they were – it yeah, wasn't, it wasn't Ben Roethlisberger being dragged, you know, <laughs> the, the <laughs> year they were, that uh, – They were down at the Antoine half. Antoine Randall L. threw. Yeah. Look, man. They were down at the half, and we thought he got hurt again, and he threw one yeah. more incompletion, which I believe was on a throwaway. I, I, I had tweeted out, enjoy the Rihanna show, and then go find something else to do at the snack table at your Super Bowl party, because I thought it was a wrap with that yeah. injury, man. I really thought, yeah. like, the way, the way he was reacting to that injury i thought Psh, forget it they got no yeah. chance and my i guess buckets of toilet like, oh will <laughs> right <laughs> there you go and then of course so he said he said he didn't take any painkillers but yeah i don't know about that uh i guess we'll just have to take his word but monty jones espn game theory hbo another episode tonight so by all means check that out i feel like uh, we can close on this because it actually ties back to what you talked about yesterday and it's something that i read from ethan strauss today uh, for those who don't know Ethan Strath, I, I know you've done a podcast with him, and he does a oh, yeah. newsletter, and he writes about the business of sports. And he wrote about you know leagues like the NBA and the NHL, and freaking out about Gen Z and the generation coming up after that. You know, my my son Jacob's generation, not really caring about sports, and uh, highlighting TikTok and things like that. And I feel like I think Golik Jr. pointed this out as well on Twitter. It ties back to how you talked about the 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 initiative the inspire change initiative by the nfl where they spend triple quadruple all the other initiatives that they highlight all day but they never talk about inspire change do you feel like in order to talk to the younger demographics to get them involved with the nfl what should they do more at this point like put put your economic hat on here because i feel like there's got to be a way to get the messaging to the younger generation who might not care well, the point, uh, 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 a point that Ethan made in that was basically that one thing about our American obsession with sports is that it's always been tied to like virtues and values and, you know, like very, very like soft things, but are very important. Mm-hmm. And this generation requires those soft things in a way that isn't quite the same as the way that the sports people have put out soft things. The yeah. other thing is like with basketball, they watch things in bursts. And so it's in large part about attention span and whether they're willing to sit and watch a whole game. But part of us sitting and watching old games has to do with kind of social aspects of it. Um, I'm being a bit vague because by pure happenstance and coincidence, Gen Z watching basketball is a topic of the essay tonight on oh. Game Theory with Bomani John. Well, I guess I will watch that tomorrow morning before I head out to the hockey rink. There you go. By the way, is it going to be like cold enough to do this? Yeah. It, dude, you remember North Carolina? 
Just wait 48 hours. The weather's going to change. We had 80-degree weather yesterday. Our producer, Dennis, was on the ice in 75-degree weather yesterday. Uh, we had some rain today. Front coming through. It's going to be 40 degrees uh, by the time the game uh, yeah, gets I going. I didn't know they'd had problems in the past going places and the weather was too nice. Well, this is, you know, yes. Um, but the biggest issue that they have is sun. Now, honestly, yeah. sun and rain. So they're playing it at night. The technology there with the ice is now good enough to keep it frozen, even in warmer temperatures, but it's going to be perfect tomorrow. It's going to be an awesome night at Carter-Finley Stadium. Well, I'm glad that they will be keeping in line with their history of playing in some of the most hallowed story cathedrals <laughs> in sports. And be sure, if you do tune in, see if you see any pregame, you should be able to see Gold's shiny dome next to the rink because the broadcast position for pregame is right there on the ice. He'll be the first person there. Yes, he will. I think he's there now. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right, man. You guys be good. <laughs> Bomani Jones. <laughs> ESPN. HBO. I like how I didn't, I didn't, by the way, I did not know that that was going to be the topic of conversation for, uh, for game theory tonight. So I'm, I'm curious to see how he talks about Gen Z. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it with him next week. All right. So we were supposed to be at FanFest today. And all of our stadium series coverage is brought to you by Window World of Raleigh, Raleigh's exterior remodeler. Uh, but, as you know, the weather's a little dicey, and we don't want to electrocute ourselves. So we left Promotion Steven out there to, in the rain and the wind, and he's in line for the Stanley Cup. Steven, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going? So have you have you seen the Stanley Cup yet? Are you still in line? Where are you at? I'm still in line, yes. We Jeez, moved up man. maybe a block. We've moved up maybe a block. Since we, the, we talked, since to, you an, we talked to you an hour ago, Steven. It's been an hour? I, yeah, I mean, that's how many people are out here today. And the that's line awesome. keeps getting longer and longer. But everyone's out here. They're all dedicated. They're, I spoke too soon earlier, too. I mean, it was sunshine, but as soon as I got off, <laughs> yeah, man. It, it just started downpouring again. Yeah, but, man. So you stayed out so, in the rain in the line? Oh, yeah. It we're, didn't we're chase anyone away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to give that kiss. To the Don't cup. Worry. Okay. Well, yes. better take a picture of it making out with the cup. Yes. All right. I am. I'm going to. All right. Well, we'll check in with you. We'll check in with you again about 45 minutes to see exactly where you're at in this line to go see the Stanley Cup. All right, Stephen. Okay, and that's that's about how long it should be. I mean, that's what I'm guessing. Oh, right well, now. let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah. All right, man. Are there traveling yeah. beer salesmen, or do you have to get out of the line to get a beer? Beer here? Uh, you have to get out of the line. Well, oh. where's your guy in the orange sweater? Yeah. Oh, he's over here with me. Well, why don't you get Would him? You like to introduce yourself. Yeah. Hey, um, Alan Andrade. How are you? Hey, hey, Alan. Hey, Alan. If Steven got you a beer, would you still hold this place in line? Uh, actually, I should get him a beer. <laughs> now He's we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. So, Steven, why don't you stay there and you send him to go get you a beer, and then you guys can hang out. Yeah. I mean, that's well, we, we got 35 do. minutes at least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You uh, need I, a little reward. Well, there. yeah, I was going to say, Steven, uh, I'll text you. Um, give me your Venmo information. I'll text you, and then we'll we'll pay for yeah. your guy. We'll pay for the orange guy's beer. Okay. And like Steven's plan. beer, too. <laughs> and, and, and Come Steven. on. We could no, buy no. two beers. Steven's on the clock. He can pay for it himself. <laughs> Put him to work. We hey, will whoa, send whoa, you whoa, money whoa. for two we beers. We will send you Split money for two beers. That you'd like. All right. We'll send you the money uh, for two beers. All right. We'll check in with you in about 45 we'll minutes, Steven. All right. Sound like a plan. All right. It's the OG. See, now, promo Steven. At the risk of being the old guy. Yeah. Right. Steven's young. He is, yeah. Okay, now he's old enough to drink. But he, he's, he, he is he's young. young. He 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 reminds me of a fresh-faced Joe Ovias in two thousand. But 
that generation doesn't love talking to strangers. No. So it was the guy in the orange shirt. Yeah. Now all of a sudden we get him on. It's Alan. We got a friend. We're buying beers. Hey. You see what happens when you get old people involved. You should see my dad. You should see my mom. Oh, no. Right? Your dad's. (laughs) You want to talk about dads who just want to make friends. They just want to talk. My dad. That's it. Goodness gracious. That's all they want to do.